the reason we have such a supportive, warm, welcoming team is because we are thinking of personality and heart and character long before we're thinking of capabilities. The skills can probably get you in the door and they can keep you there because if you don't develop the skills, eventually you will be found out. So that is an important piece and I don't want to overlook that, but the character can really bring you to great places if you're in the right rooms with the right people. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your co-host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for dream chasers. We bring you seven episodes per week to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. Next Level Nation, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, number 1174, Where Does the Fear of Success Come From? Happy Sunday today for episode number 1175. We're creeping up there towards 1200. One surprising thing that you need to use more more. So I was talking to one of our clients recently. It's somebody that I coach and Alan coaches. And this person is creating a podcast. And one of the things that I do with new podcasters is I help them figure out who their listeners are. I help them figure out their message, their theme, their title, a bunch of different stuff. But oftentimes people will say, hey, can you help me figure out what the first few episodes should be? And we were talking about this person's industry and what they do in the world. And he said, you know what I think would be a really good episode? Talking about the difference between skills and personality. Would I hire somebody who has really good skills, but they don't have a great personality? Or would I hire somebody who has a really good personality and has a lot of room for improvement when it comes to skills? And after we had that conversation, I went on a podcast either that day or another day. And I went through my story. And one of the interesting parts of my story is oftentimes I have gotten jobs or opportunities based on my personality. So I remember, Alan, I applied to be a personal trainer and I got an interview and I've talked about this place before, but I've gotten, I got an interview at this high end personal trainer boutique, basically, where it wasn't a gym. It was a place that had four rooms and they all had their own equipment. So they all had a cable system, they all had a bench, they all had a squat rack, they all had dumbbells, foam rollers, and then we had like a cardio area. But as a trainer, you got your own room where you would train your clients in your own room. And it was awesome. And I remember when I went for the interview, I literally was late. I don't know what happened. I I think I got a flat tire or something and I was late to the interview and I was like, this is not going to work. Ended up having a really good interview and they pretty much said, you have a great personality, you'll fit in well here. I know you've never been a trainer before, and I know this is a pretty high-end gym, but we trust the fact that you'll be able to learn. Fast forward to when I ended up getting that very high-paying job that I ended up making six figures at. My interview, I went to the office. I met my potential boss outside in one of our storage trailers, and I was helping him move containers or something. And I'm wearing like khakis, a button-down, really nice shoes. I'm, you know, My hair is done. I'm dressed because I thought it was an interview. And he asked me a few questions and we were just talking. It wasn't really that much of an interview. But at the end, he said, you have a really good personality. There is a weight 
we have four or five people waiting for this job, but I'm actually going to let you jump the line because I think your personality is going to mesh really, really well with the rest of the team. So even in my story or in my experience or in my quote unquote success, I wonder how much my skills versus personality have really mattered. I mean, obviously skills matter now, but I think personality oftentimes gets you in the door and then your ability to learn. Are you okay? Yeah. You're doing that eye thing that you do. <laughs> yeah, my contacts are dry. <laughs> so that's, that's the point of today's episode. I just, I thought it would be a good, a good thing to talk about because I think a lot of us, especially in our community, we have amazing people that have amazing personalities, but I think sometimes we look at that as a potential negative. <laughs> and also, last thing I'll say, we are about to potentially bring somebody new on the team. I don't know. It hasn't, it's not quote unquote real yet. But when we're looking to bring people on the team, the first thing we say is, do we think this person is character driven? Do we think they're humble? The last thing we say is, how high are their skills? Yeah. Really? I know. Right? The, the reason we have such a supportive, warm, welcoming team is because we are thinking of personality and heart and character long before we're thinking of capabilities. You can... You can help somebody learn capabilities. It's very, very hard to teach somebody to be kind. There's that quote, and I don't remember, Alan, you might know better than I, but I think it was, I think it was Starbucks. They said, how do you, how do you teach people to be so happy? And they said, we don't, we just hire happy people. Yeah. And that's kind of one of their, one of their things. So I think it, on the NLU team early on, we did hire some people for skills and yeah. <clears throat> it didn't work out very well. And so we used to focus on the skills side and then hope that the character would come. Now we focused on the character side and then train the skills, which I do think is better. And I'll be anonymous with this, but I want to talk openly. One of the people on the NLU team early on had a lot of skills. She consulted with many businesses. She was very capable in spreadsheets and different sk technical skills and very, very intelligent in, in many ways, but she had an ego. And I think that anyone who has an inflated perspective of self, it's very difficult to teach them. And so I've been talking a lot often about, a lot often, about the triad of transformation and I want to share it quickly with everybody. So from now on, when I meet someone subconsciously, I think I was already doing this, but now I'm sizing up four main things as to whether or not I'm going to be able to pour into them or help them or teach them anything. Uh, number one is humility. You, if you don't have humility, you don't really think you need help. You don't think that you need to learn. You don't, you don't read books. You're not open to courses. You're not open to being a coach. You're not open to being coached. You're not really open to advice, period. So humility is number one, most important. I didn't know that. And again, this is character over skills. And this is just the NLU team. And, and some, some industries, I think, focus more on skills. So, you know, this might not be universal, but I think it's an important understanding. So humility is number one. Number two is courage. If you have humility, you know you need help or can be helped. Two is you have courage, meaning you have the courage to be vulnerable. You have the courage to fail forward. You have the courage to 
put yourself out there. You have the courage to be judged. You have the courage to do something differently. You have the courage to carve your own path, even though your parents think that this isn't a traditional path. Number three is vulnerability. This one's tough. We we talk often about Brandon, shout out to Brandon on the team. His interview with us, he literally said, guys, I don't really have any skills, but I'm eager to learn and I'll work really hard. And we were like, oh my God, did he seriously just say that? Like the level of courage that that took. And we could tell he's super humble. And he's worked out so incredibly well. He's grown so much. We've grown so much since then. He's been with with us for two years now. And I was with Kev looking at the old business model. I actually showed the client that you opened with that we both are uh, coaching. I showed him, he was asking all these questions about NLU and how we started it and how we grew it and how we got to here. And obviously he's starting a podcast and a business too. And I showed him, I said, let me show you where we were in 2021. And I showed him the old business model. (laughs) He was like, that looks like mine now. And I was like, I know, (laughs) Uh, which is wild. It's just, it's grown. It's tripled at least uh, in terms of the infrastructure and what we do. The team listens, impact, profitability, all of it. Okay. So, so, so far you have humility, courage, and vulnerability, those three. And in the center of that triad, the triad of transformation in this analogy is self-belief. And I've come to understand that I don't, I don't even think you need that much self-belief. And the reason why is because I know how to help you build it. But if you don't have those other three, I might as well forget being able to help you. And so now that's what I'm doing. So now anytime I'm in the room with anybody, I'm like, okay, are they humble? Do they have courage? And are they willing to be vulnerable? The vulnerability is like willing to fail, willing to sit in the discomfort of your own current inadequacies in an effort to actually learn something or grow, you know, open heart, open mind, open hands, and that kind of thing. Open heart is vulnerability and courage. Open mind is open to new ideas. Open hands are willing to do the work. And Brandon had all of those in spades. And so you you take this person who was early in the NLU team who didn't work out, who had all the skills, a lot of skills, but was really quite arrogant and didn't get along with the other team members. And we had trouble with as well. Yeah. 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 Kevin did not like working with this person, just being transparent here. No respect. Put some respect on my name. No respect for the kid. No respect for the kid. This is another interesting (laughs) thing too. The usually the people that I, and this is just the way it's, it's happened. The team members that I have recommended are usually the ones that are the most aligned. Well, that's because they're the most humble. Yeah. You just hate people who aren't humble. I don't want to say hate. That's too strong. I do. I dislike strongly. Yeah. You dislike people who aren't humble. Not strongly. them. I, I think, uh, let's just say this. I dislike that character trait. Not that I dislike the human, but right. I, I, it's just a character trait that I cannot, you, you just can't win. You can't win. You really that. can't. I'll give you that, Kev. That's been, I didn't know, man. Honestly, that's one of my biggest oversights as a leader and as a business owner. Mm. I didn't realize that humility is like everything. That's like, especially if you don't have holistic. that, you're in trouble. You can win. You can win at business without humility, or you can win making money, or you can win in right. fitness. It's but I think there's like there the holistic part of it. If you don't have some level of humility, I don't know. I don't know how you can really improve that much. Yeah. Because if you don't have humility, you don't really, you're not open. You're not yeah. really, you just think you're the best. It does, there's no real room for improvement there. Yeah, you're a big fish in its small pond. So you have the first person. 
came on the team, had awesome skills, did a lot of great work, but didn't work out and didn't get along with the rest of the team and really caused some, some challenges on the team. Then you've got Brandon coming in. Hello, my name is Eddie Pinero. I'm the founder of Your World Within. And I wanted to take a second and just express how valuable working with Alan has been. Uh, his ability to help me create clarity and, and maintain focus on my big picture goals has been huge. You know, he's been a huge asset with the roadmap as well. The day-to-day -day things, the little things that we sometimes overlook. I think anyone looking to, you know, grow themselves, grow uh, a business or, or both, you know, would truly benefit from having Alan as an ally along the way. Uh, again, great mind, but more importantly, solid dude. Saying, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not necessarily good at computers. I don't know. I don't have many skills, but I'm willing to work and I'm willing to learn. And here he is two, almost two and a half years later, you know, running four departments <laughs> and just killing it. And we were just talking before this about how his department is becoming profitable and all this stuff. And it's just interesting because that's character over skills. And at NLU, we're a self-improvement company, so we can train and coach the skills not all of them, but yeah, honestly, pretty much all of them. I feel really confident in my ability to train to train people on what they need. And this new team member, open heart, open mind, open hands, I actually said that. I said, you're going to do great here because her concern is the self-belief. It's like, well, I just want to make sure that I have the bandwidth. I don't want to let you guys down. I'm like, I, I can guarantee you, you're not going to let us down. You're, you know, some of our best team members have said where we don't, I'm, I don't want to let you down. I don't think I'm going to be able to do this. And they've just blown us away. It's been, it's been really magnificent. So for all of our listeners, what can you take away from this is some business owners will give you opportunities based on your character. And if they're smart, they'll do that. I think that's where the world is headed a little bit anyway, because, and I've worked when I worked in corporate, I worked for many really good companies, one in particular that was definitely peak performers, but there was so much ego in that company and I'll keep it anonymous, but I remember how much ego there was and it was a male, primarily male company. I think out of the, the entire sales force all across the globe, I think there was two females and I, and it was just a very heavy male masculine environment and we were very good at what we do. And there was some really great people there too. But overall, it was definitely more of a a significance ego-driven culture. And NLU is just nothing like that. And I think in the long run, I think in the long run, that's what matters. And so again, if you're if you're out there watching or listening, think about this. Like, okay, maybe your LinkedIn profile isn't decked out. And this is the interesting thing. I think the 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 credentials, the resume, the LinkedIn, the the degrees and the, the certifications and that kind of stuff, I do think that can get you in the door. I think once you're in the interview, what's going to matter is whether or not you fit in with their culture through core values. And that's how we hire. I mean, we have seven core values that we go through and we assess the whole team on. And they all have a percentage, including ourselves. Kevin and I are assessed as well. I had Christina and I assess you, <laughs> Kev, by the way, you're a 94%. No, but that's, that's kind of my point is, is the skills can probably get you in the door, 
and they can keep you there because if you don't develop the skills, eventually you will be found out. So that is an important piece and I don't want to overlook that, but the character can really bring you to great places if you're in the right rooms with the right people. And we say character over everything and at least you'll be fulfilled that way as well. I think about, so on one of the platforms that we use to book podcast interviews for for me to get on other shows, it's called Podmatch and it has this rating system. And I think at this point I have 80, maybe 80 something five star ratings, which is great. I'm very, I'm very appreciative. And that's very humbling. I don't think Airbnb, you're a rock star. I'm a rock star. I'm a super host, (laughs) but it's not, it's not necessarily because every interview I drop so much knowledge that the person was like, wow, this has changed my life. I think a lot of it is probably because they were like, wow, this person is again, it's all contextual, but in the podcast industry, this person's super successful and they have a business and all this. And he was just down to earth and he stayed after and talked to me if I have time. And he was just a good person with a good personality. He was warm. He was patient. He was funny, whatever. That goes just as far as everything else. So yeah, to your point, Alan, I think it is going that way. It is. You know, together, you and me, yeah. we make a really good, a really good hire. Because <laughs> I have the personality, you, yeah, have, the you have the personality and I Hey, I'll the take skills, it. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. You can learn the skills. It's hard to learn personality. <laughs> no wonder why no one has us in for a speech, just one of us, you know? <laughs> I'm just joking. Well, that's why hopefully I think if I'm funny enough, people will be like, you know what? The audience is really going to resonate with this guy. <laughs> Other than that, everything else is a bonus. But if they want some value, can you invite can you Bring invite the, kid. the other guy? Yeah. Bring the kid. <laughs> you know my, my real goal in this is for you to understand that having a good personality isn't a negative. You hear a lot of people say, well, at least they had a good personality. It's like, well, you got to understand that that can be a cheat code. That can oh, be yeah. a, a cheat code. A lot of the opportunities that I got were based on me having a good personality and just being open to learning. Almost everything. I remember I had another, I had another opportunity when I was in the fire academy where I didn't have a job and I was like, I, this is going to suck. I got to figure out how to make money. One of the guys I went to the academy with, I've talked about him before, Big Z. Big, big tattooed guy. Nicest guy on the planet. In like a death metal band at one point, like just the nicest guy. <laughs> Would give you the shirt off his back quite literally. And he was like, yeah, we have a, I have a contracting company and we're flipping a house. Have you ever done any of that? Have you ever done painting or anything? And I was like, no. Nope. He's like, yeah, well, whatever. We'll teach you. Don't worry about it. And it was, I painted the entire, like the entire interior of the house. I remember at one point, you know, Alan, on, on the baseboard heaters, they have that metal cover that goes over them. Oh yeah, man. We got new ones and he's like, Hey, do you know how to like use this, this metal circular saw? Like you're going to cut these down to size and you'll replace them. And I was like, no, definitely not. He's like, all right, let me teach you. Like, I'll teach you how to do it. And then they just left for the day and I cut all the the stuff and put it all on. And it was, it was awesome. It was shooting sparks everywhere. It was definitely a fire hazard, but it was based on the fact that I had a really good personality and I get along with people. So that can go a long way. I I don't mean to interrupt you. I'm sorry. You do it often. Always. I got to, uh, I honestly think, and I had a breakthrough and this is, again, it ends up being a different takeaway than maybe you intended. I think the main reason you always got hired is humility. I, I think that's more of it than you think, because now that I'm a business owner, the idea of hiring someone with an ego is like unfathomable to me. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you can tell, you can kind of tell like, oh, there's no way I'm going to be able to actually help you grow. I don't, whenever you're going into a company, I, I love career development. So I know I'm going off on this episode. If you think about your career, 
right? When you go into these interviews, when you go into these companies, you're an investment in the future of whatever mission that business is on. And someone with an ego not only is unpleasant to work with and closed off to learning and growing, it's almost like you can't really help shape them in a way that's that's cohesive with the team and having a cohesive team is everything. You can have a rock a bunch of rock star. I mean, they do this in sports all the time, right? You you imagine you have all the all-star players, but they don't play well together because mm. they're all used to having more ball time. And then there's some teams that are that are not all all-star players like the Spurs for that long time, the Spurs on the in the NBA were they had no no one LeBron James level player, but they had all the Celtics. Do you remember the uh, the big three? You had uh, Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, and uh, Paul, Paul Pierce, and they had such an unbelievable team. And then they had Rondo, uh, Rajon Rondo. I know that these names aren't resonating with anyone who's probably not in Boston or doesn't know the NBA. But my point is, is none of them as a single player were that good, but together they were unbelievable and they won the championship. And I think that's why humility matters because you can't work well on a team without it. And I think that's why you got hired more than anything personally. Well, I think it was my extensive skills and knowledge mostly that have yeah. gotten me to where I am today. I think it was your massive credentials and your resume. What do you think? Yeah. Most of the jobs I've done, I've never done before I did them. It's not like I had experience in weatherization. I didn't even know what that was. So yeah. So I thought it would be a valuable episode. You know, oftentimes you hear it. It's almost like, well, yeah, at least they have a good personality. It's like, honestly, that's a good place to start. It's a really yeah. good place to start. People want to people want to feel comfortable being around you. Definitely. And that's that's such an important part, especially if you're on a team. So I'm glad we did this episode. Next level nation, if you are looking for other amazing people to be around, our ninth round of group coaching starts January 3rd, 2023. I know in the past I used to have these New Year's resolutions. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Whatever it may be. And two, three, four weeks into the new year, I would forget about them completely because I didn't have any accountability and I wasn't learning anything new. That is why group coaching is so valuable. And that's why January 3rd is a great time for you to start. Imagine starting this year, the new year, off with momentum, with accountability and a new awareness. I guarantee your year will look different if you start your year differently. Everything you need to know is in the show notes and we look forward to seeing you. Essentialism. Well done. That's that's it. Thank you. Talk to you tomorrow. Uh, one of my favorite books of all time by Greg McKeon. The non-essentialist says I have to. The essentialist says I choose to. Mm. Exercise your power of choice. It's the disciplined pursuit of less but better. You have a thousand apps on your phone. You have a thousand games you could play. You have a thousand websites you could visit. You have thousands of things you can buy at the grocery store. Thousands of different grocery stores. There's so many options nowadays. And we're all overwhelmed and we're stuck and we don't understand how to move forward. And our energy is spread so thin. Essentialism, I've already had many members of book clubs say this book was like triggering for me a little bit. And here's why. Because they were non-essentialists. They were spread too thin. They were trying to put on many hats. They were, they were decent at everything at the expense of being great at a couple things. Health, wealth, and love are Kevin and I's essentials. And we've become essentialists and we're constantly pruning the rose bush to try to make sure the buds can flourish for the next season. And so that's what essentialism is about. Almost did it, Kev. Almost got through it. 
Uh, click the link in the show notes, register. We have over 50 people in book club and each meeting is around 10 to 15 people. So I don't want to overwhelm anybody, but it's growing. It's awesome. You're going to learn a ton. I can promise you that you're going to learn a ton and you're going to get better in book club with a great community of great, great books with great people. I like next level books with next level people. It's on brand, well, you know. Next level books. Unfortunately, I don't attend book club, so I have no say in the matter. So you can say whatever you want. <laughs> Next level nation tomorrow for episode number 1176. You can't win if you don't show up. We got a really good piece of awareness from a mentor recently that I want to share because I think it's going to be very, very valuable for each and every one of you. As always, we love you, appreciate you, grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Please reach out. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family. We mean it when we say family. If you ever need anything, please reach out to us directly. Everything you need to get a hold of us is in the show notes. Thank you again, and we will talk to you tomorrow.